we really just gonna set up the, uh, the intro today. That's about as far as uh, we're gonna be able to get is to set up the, the, the thing, the, the ideal, the concept, the truth, the principle. Isaiah chapter six, Isaiah chapter six. Pray with me as we uh, begin to read the text. Text is, is going to be read in the New American Standard. If you do not have that version, uh, if you look at the screen before you, it, it will be there. It will be there. It will be there. Isaiah chapter 6, beginning in verse 1, and it reads as such in our, in our listening, in our hearing. In the year that King Isaiah died, or in the year of King Isaiah's death, I'm reading it and, and quoting it from the King James, so excuse me, excuse me. In the year of King Isaiah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood before him, each having six wings, with two he covered his face, with two covered his feet, with two he flew. One called to another saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The foundation of the stress hall trembled at the voice of him who called out while the temple was filling with smoke. Then I said, woe is me for I am ruined because I am a man of unclean lips. I have lived among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphims flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth yes, with Lord. it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven. Then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then I said, here I am. Send me. Send me. Amen. Amen. Touched by his fire. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask that there would be a supernatural unction that will fill this place. You have already demonstrated your presence of being in the midst of our praise, but Lord, how, how much more we need it to be to give preaching power, hearing power, receiving power. 
Father, I pray, Lord, that more than words will transpire, that, that there would be a, a, a spiritual point out of life today, of life today. Allow us to hear what you are saying. Lord, allow us not to just hear it, but allow us to receive it. Father, even now, move Tracy out of the way. And Lord, do what only you can do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This week, I, I saw something on TV that, that got my curiosity. I thought that it was amazing. I thought that it was, uh, it was awesome of, of what I saw. Perhaps you saw it too. They were showing, they captured a, a episode that was on video. You know, nowadays, everybody carry phones, and the phones got a, 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 a camera and got video to it. So it's not too much that gets by that's not captured. And it's amazing how when something is captured, it goes on that thing called YouTube. <laughs> and then from YouTube, if it gets so many hits, they would go on the news, it goes on shows, but, 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 but it goes, yeah, it goes all over the place that, that, that we see some amazing things that would be lost otherwise. But what I saw, which this morning, as I, as, as I was thinking about the message, it hit me, that's what's happening in the spiritual realm. I, I saw a boat. I, I saw something that was on fire, and the fire was getting larger to, to the place that the people that was there could not put it out. You can see the flames shooting up, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you see this speedboat coming to the picture, speeding in, and right before it crashes into the boat that is on fire, it turns, and the back end of the boat flips and splashes the, the boat that's on fire with water. It did not just do it once. As, as they recounted, it, it did it about four times. And, and this person, this daredevil that, that said, wait a minute, I got the answer. Allow me to splash it with the tail end of my boat. And water shot up and put out fire. Allow me to move that from the natural into the spiritual. I want you to know today that if you're on fire for the Lord, the devil's trying to put out your fire. He is splashing you with trouble, with situations, with doubts, with everything to doubts, to, 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 to put out, to hinder, to impede your, your, your fire. He don't want the church. He don't want you. To be on fire for the Lord. So, so he sent things your way to stop you, to, to get you other mind, to, to take your attention off of the Lord, to make you sit down and shut up. He's trying to stop you from praising God. He's sending so many things, and he keep on coming. Come.
coming at you, splashing you with stuff to make you shut your mouth. But I want you to know that the devil is a liar and the truth is not in. Some of us is wondering what's going on. Well, let me tell you what's going on. You are in spiritual battle, and the devil is trying everything he can. He's throwing the whole kitchen sink at you. Hold on. Let me just take a point. Is there anybody know what I'm talking about? Is there anybody that knows what I'm talking about? Allow me to go there. Allow me to go there. I don't know what's going to come our way in 2013. But I see something in Scripture. I see a, 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 a formula. I see a principle that tells me that if we catch this principle, it doesn't matter what comes down the pipe in 2013. Uh, Y'all didn't hear me. (laughs) Y'all didn't hear me. I think that sometimes we want to find a way to stop what's coming. (laughs) Y'all with me now? (laughs) I do not find in Scripture that there's a way to stop trouble. But I find in Scripture that you can prepare yourself that no matter what trouble comes your way, it's not going to hinder you from being and doing what God will have you to do. Hold on, 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 hold on. Listen, listen, listen. We have to get to the place that we are so anchored in who we know. In who we know. That no matter what comes our way, our God is big enough. Our God is great enough. Allow me to define. All of us have a view of God. And all of us have a different level of greatness, bigness, awesomeness. Let me explain. We only see him as big as what we've been through. Let me see if I can explain this. Our estimate or our view or our paradigm of God is only as big as our experience with him. Some of us been through so much stuff. Uh, let, me, let me step down. Some of you all been through so much stuff. Shouldn't nothing shake you anymore. I mean, I mean, I mean, hold on. Let me, let me just be for real. You may cry. You may, you may, you may fuss. But at the end of the day, you can say, hey, wait a minute. I know where I came from. I know where I've been. <laughs> let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let me just step into this a little bit more. Don't ever say how strong you are 
because you don't really know how strong you are. What determines how strong you are is what you've been through. Anybody can talk smack. Sing smack, pray smack, talk smack. What, 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 is, what, is, what is determining how, how much we see him is that you're able to keep your eyes on him when all hell done broke loose. Isaiah finds himself in a place where he has never been. You really don't see it within the text unless you know the background of the text. And you recognize that Isaiah, the king of Israel, had reached a status of legendary status. He, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was almost coming up to the level of a King David, of a King Solomon, of a King Asaph. He, he was a military genius that created devices for war. He had, had reached, had allowed Israel to reach a level of security, of peace, of prominence that they had not seen for a long time. He started off good, but he ended up bad. Listen, let me, let me help you with that. Don't ever read your own press reports. Don't believe the hype about yourself. Often know the truth if you don't ask somebody about the truth. Don't believe when everybody pats you on your back and tell you how great you are. Keep in mind that any gift you got was given to you. Always be thankful for the grace that comes your way. Because, you know, you know we talk about a whole lot of sins, but one of the most damnable sins is pride. And pride will mess you up. Pride will make you think that you are the pop. You are the chip. You're the bag that holds the chip. You're the can that holds the pop. That when a pop is pop, you think it's talking about you. Have you ever heard that, that song that says, you think this song is about you, don't you? Don't you, don't you, don't you? But I believe when you really see the Christ in his glory, you don't become full of yourself. It empties you of your, it humbles you. Because you recognize that compared to him, you are absolutely. Isaiah is standing on. Perhaps he's in church. And he is reviewing this, this vision that he is seeing. 
And they did not keep time by dates as we keep time by day. But they kept time by significant events that happened within that year. And it's funny that the event that he speaks of, everyone in Israel would have known about it because it was like their 9-11. 9-11, that event, we, we, we understand that, that we know where we were. We know when we got that news. I mean, America being attacked by, by our own planes. We, we know 9-11. It has imprinted itself on our memory. And just like that shook us, Isaiah's death shook Israel. And this is, this is what he says. He says, in the year that King Isaiah died, let me just let's help us. When somebody becomes too important, when something becomes too, you need it too bad. When you feel like if you lose something or somebody, you're just going to die. When you begin to love something or somebody almost as much as you love God. When, 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 when somebody begins to take the place. It becomes our Isaiah. <laughs> how, how can I say this? Let me just say it. Be careful how much you allow folks to play an important part in your life. As a Christian, the only thing that we can't do without ultimately is the Lord. Listen. Yeah, yeah, it would hurt if some things are taken out. It would, it would tear us up if some people die. But don't ever think that life stops with somebody else. You say, well, that would never happen to me. Oh, oh really? Oh, yes, it can. If we are not careful, we will allow the blessings of God to become just as important as God. Listen. The icing on the cake is not the cake. Let's take it a little bit farther. There are some pound cakes that if you put icing on it, you mess it up. Listen. There's enough sweetness in the pound cake. There's enough butter in the pound cake. There's enough substance in the pound cake that if you put icing on it, you don't ruin that. I'm just talking about pound cake. Listen, God has to be your pound cake. You can put ice cream with it, but, but too much extra stuff is going to ruin the taste of your pound cake. 
somehow or another, we got to have a vision of God that is bigger than what we're going through. I can't tell you what you're not going to go through. I can't tell you that he's greater than that. And no matter how, how, how big you see him, no matter how awesome you see him, no matter your view of Christ, he's bigger than that. Listen, God is trying to get all of us to the next level. I don't just think that we need to be concerned about Isaiah's, but I think we need to be concerned about Goliath's. First Samuel chapter 17, first Samuel chapter 17, verse 34, Goliath is on the other spectrum. Isaiah is a blessing from God that begins to hinder your view of God. Isaiah can be a good thing, but instead of thanking the blesser, you begin to hold on to the blessing. But Goliath is your enemy. Goliath is the trouble that comes in your life. Let me see if I can explain. Here, Goliath is representing really the devil. Here, Israel is the army of God. They should have had enough faith in God that it didn't matter how big Goliath was. Let me help you in another way. Goliath had no business walking up their side of the valley. <laughs> let, let me help you. We better know our rights. We better know what the devil can do, what he can't do. And when he step over the line, we best confront him and say, in the name of Jesus, in the name, hold on, don't confront him in your name, don't confront him by your power, but in the name of Jesus, you have no right to steal my peace. You have no right to steal my joy. You have no, there's certain things that he tries to take that's not his right to take. There's something, now he can come up to the line, but when he crosses the line, you better be able to say, I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I know that greater is he that's in me that is in the world. I know I'm more than a conqueror. I... David got mad because Goliath was talking smack. My question is, why is David the only one who gets mad? Everybody else in the camp of Israel knew their God. Sometimes our difficulties, our problems, take our eyes off of how big our God is. Sometimes it hits you when you're not ready. 
And, and instead of talking faith talk, we talk defeated talk. Sometimes the devil has strategically set it up to hit you at the wrong time. Matter of fact, he just don't hit you with one, hit you with two, hit you with three, hit you with four, hit you with five, hit you with six, hit you with more toes you got. My, my question and what the scripture is teaching us is this, that, that there is a place where it doesn't matter how many times he hits you, that you can successfully withstand the attack. There are certain things that we need to put in play in our lives in 2013 that we can say, no, I don't like it. No, yes, I'm crying. Yes, I'm going through. But I have a confidence in who I believe in. And in spite of what I'm going through, everything is going to be all right. Oh, y'all don't hear me. There, there has to be a talk that comes out of our mouth that let everybody know that our God is bigger than this. Our God is greater than this. And though we may not like the changes that happen, we... Look, look, look. It says, it says, this day the Lord will deliver you up until... Well, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back, go back to 34. Because I think that's... Okay, go back to 34. And David said to Saul, your servant. Now look what David does. David is saying, David, you can't fight this man of war. You're not even trained. Matter of fact, you're still, you're still a teenager. David said, wait a minute. I know something that you don't know. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've been through. You see, you see, you all been training in front of folks, but God done had me in the wilderness preparing me for such a battle as this. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I believe that not only do the devil strategically attacks us, but God strategically prepares us. I believe that everything you've been through has prepared you for such a time as this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What you going through did not catch God by surprise. God knew it was coming a long time ago. As a matter of fact, God knew before the foundation of the world what you was going to go through. And before it knocked on your door, God allowed it to knock on his door and said, she's ready, he's ready, do your best. They're ready. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Look what David says. David says, you see, when I was tending my father's sheep, a bear came and a lion came and, and, and snatched one of the sheep. He says, and I went after, huh? Hold on, hold on. Now, I don't think y'all see the picture. The bear, which is bigger than Goliath, snatched the sheep, and David said, I went after him. Has the boy lost his mind? He said, the lion 
came, said, and I went, no, so he said, and I attacked him. Hold on, hold on. This is the mentality that David had. How dare him? What right does he have to my sheep? Does he know who he's fooling with? Does he know that I'm a child of the king? Does he know that my God is able? How do I don't pray for protection over my sheep. No, 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 no. The blank to the no. And David went into action, not depending on his strength, but depending on the Lord's strength because he said, God gave me these sheep. And since I've been faithful tending the sheep, God's going to help me keep the sheep. Wait a minute. Did you know that anything God gave to you, God is able to help you keep it? There's certain things, there's certain blessings that the devil has no right to take from you. And when he steps in and try to take what the Lord gave you, you ought to give man. There's a such thing as righteous anger that you begin to say, wait a minute. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh No, 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 no. I, I refuse. This day, I refuse. I, 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 I refuse. That's what it says. Hold on, hold on. Many of you think that just going to attack them, the battle is over. But look what he said. You got to see that. They rose up against. Hold on. The bear let go of the sheep. Mm-hmm. Is said, now coming after you? <laughs> you don't see that in the text, but read it with me. And when he rose up against me, hold on. A lion and bear know they can't bite David with a sheep in his mouth. So you know what he did? He dropped the sheep and said, okay, come on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just because you have started the battle don't mean the battle won't get rougher. Expect the devil said, you want to fight? Okay, let's fight. Look, he says, and he rose up against me, he said, and look what David said. He rose up against me. I sometimes, sometimes you got to snatch what's yours. By faith, snatch. Somebody says, how you do that? I believe that we have to learn to praise God in the midst of The only way to not allow the fear of the attack to freeze you 
is to not look at the attacker, but look at the one that is going to keep you. He says, I struck him and I killed him. Next verse. I don't know if I gave you that. He says, your servant David killed both the lion and the bear. He says, look, 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 look what he's doing. This is exactly what he's doing. Based on what has happened, I know what's going to happen. Hold on. Let me help you. Based on what I know about my God, based on what he has already done for me, I stand on that and turn from the past to the future and know the same God that kept me back then is going to keep me in the future. Uh, Y'all, see, the reason why I know y'all don't hear me, y'all ought to be shouting by now. (laughs) Somebody ought to be saying thank you right now. Listen, listen, listen. You know what this let me know? Number one is everything we've been through has prepared us for what we're going to go through. Let me know that our faith has already been tested. So the testing of our faith has been proven. Go to Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Romans chapter 5. Let's look at this principle. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Let's see if we can take this Old Testament principle and find a New Testament that spells out the principle. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Paul in this begins to write. He says, therefore, we glory in tribulation. Huh? Hold on, hold on. I got to see this. Have Paul lost his mind? Paul says, not only this, but we also exalt, we praise. We lift him up. We glory in our tribulation. He says, he says, when tribulation come, we say, thank God. Because I see this as an opportunity. I see this as God is again testing me. I know that when I come through it, that a greater work in me is going to be done. I believe that the tribulation, Paul says, he says, is going to take me to higher grounds. He says, wait a minute, in my tribulation, I believe I'm going to see Christ like I have never seen him before. Somebody says, prove it. Okay, let's prove it. He says, notice what Paul says, knowing. I know something. What do you know, Paul? Based on what he has already done. Based on what I've already been through and see how God works this thing through. I know that tribulation brings about perseverance. Now, wait a minute. 
Because we don't understand what this word perseverance really means, it doesn't, isn't something to shout about. But when we look at the biblical definition of perseverance, what it means is it gives me the power to have expectation while I'm waiting. Uh, let, me, let me break it down. There is a difference between waiting and because you have no other choice. Sometimes the only reason you ain't going nowhere because you can't go nowhere. <laughs> just, just stuck. Just don't want to be stuck, but you stuck. Hold on, hold on. You look like you stuck. You talk like you stuck. You feel like you stuck. I mean, I mean, everybody else know you stuck. They hear you talk for two minutes. They stuck. They see you come and they walk away because they don't want to hear about you being stuck. Not only are you depressed, when, you, when they talk to you, they get depressed. You just stuck. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I was going to ask if anybody stuck, but don't raise your hand. Don't, don't raise your hand. The problem with that, the problem with that is there is no expectation with it. You're not, you're not hoping on, you're not expecting, you, you're not sitting on the edge of your seat. You don't see God, you're not expecting the invisible hand of God to be working. All you see is your situation. All you see is your Goliath. Can't see past your trouble. You're allowing your trouble to talk to you instead of talking back to your trouble. The difference between the nation of Israel, the warriors, and David is they didn't have no expectation. They wasn't expecting God to do nothing. They was petrified. They was wetting their pants. David said, wait a minute. I know my God is bigger than you. I, I don't care how many people you have killed. My God has killed more people than you have killed. You think you bad. You haven't seen my God in action. I know what my God can do. You, you uncircumcised. How dare you defy my God? My God is able to kill you with his baby finger. Who, 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 who in the world do you think you are? I, I think it's hard time for us as Christians to get mad. I, I think it's hard time. Like, not my child, not my grandchild, not not. There's some battles you need to be praying on your knees. And there come a time when God says, praise me. Uh, uh, haven't God told you to praise him and you don't see nothing yet? I mean, it's in your spirit. Quit asking, start praising me. And it sounds like it's crazy because things have gotten worse and God says, still praise me. You know, see, see what praise does sometimes, praise isn't for God, it's for you Amen. to take your eyes off your problem and put it on your problem solver. Because when you praise God, fear can't stay there. All of a sudden, your God 
begin to be lifted in your eyes. Listen, listen. Perseverance is that there is a confidence that the way things are now, it will not always be. God is up. Tell, tell your neighbor, God's up to something. God's up to something. Tell me again, God's up to something. And even though you can't see it, God is still up to something. God, even though there's no evidence of it, God is still up to something. Somebody said, how you know? Based on what he has already done, God is up to something. I was in a fix in the past, and I didn't see God working, but now I look back and say, he was up to something. Listen, many times, God doesn't show his hand till after he brings you through. Till after he brings you out. So you're able to look back and say, it wasn't luck. Wasn't my skills. I'm not that good. It was God all the time. Nobody. But nobody, but nobody would have lost my mind. Nobody, but nobody, but Jesus. Let me ask a silly question. Is there anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? Is there anybody in the house can look back over their life and see God was working it out? Wait a minute. Listen, proving character, proving faith that has been proven through the fire. Proving character. It's been tested. It has come through the other side and you held on to that which you know about your God. Listen, he says, he says, he says, now that that has happened in the that ought to give you a momentum. That ought to give you confidence to propel you into the future. Somebody said, well, where do you see future? Hope is the future. Listen, not the hope that the world has, but a hope that you know in whom you believe. You have seen enough of him. Based on what you have already required through what you've been through, your God is able. Hold on. Based on what he has already taught you, you now look into the future saying, I don't like what I'm going through, but I will go through. Hold on, hold on. I love this part of it. You going through is not dependent on other people going with you. Right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Isaiah said this. I saw. Not 
we saw, but I saw. Hold on, hold on. Personal. I don't know what y'all saw, but I saw. I don't know who else saw it, but I. God is able to speak to you in a crowd and nobody understands it but you. <laughs> Hold on. Somebody said prove it. Okay, let me prove it. They don't have this text, but I'm going to say it. In, in Acts, when Paul is, is writing to Damascus, he saw a light and he heard the voice of Jesus. And the rest of them ran and was afraid, but they didn't hear nothing. They didn't see nothing. They heard thunder. Paul heard his voice. Don't you know if God wants to get your attention, he'll step through your, your crew. He'll, he'll step through your folks. Get your attention. Don't expect everybody to see what you see. Don't expect everybody to know what you know. Matter of fact, some of the folks who started with you won't end with you. They was only there for a season. Hold on. But don't stay where they're at. If God is pushing you forward, keep on stepping. Some of y'all have slowed up for other folks to catch up. They may never catch up. Don't miss your blessing because somebody else don't want their blessing. Ah, personal pronoun, ah. Not we, but ah. Let me ask you, can you say ah? Ah, ah, ah. I saw something. Ah, I, I see something. And it's high and lifted up. I believe every round go a little bit higher. Not only have I seen something, I see something. Not, not only do I see him in my past, but I see him in my presence. Not only did he keep me, not only did he, he, he kept me, but he's keeping me. Not only did he speak to me, but he's speaking to me. Hold on, hold on. Not only did he work something out, I'm hitting things in the past, but I'm looking and I don't see nothing. But that doesn't mean he's not working it out. He's working, and though I can't see it right now, my faith tells me the way he did it in the past, he, he's doing it right now. I just gotta be open for my God to reveal to me what he's up to. But until he revealed it, my faith, my faith, my faith, my faith, my Not blind faith, but experienced faith. 
Lord, you are big enough to keep me. Even when I can't keep myself. Lord, I don't even trust me. But I trust you. Help me with my unbelief, Lord. Help me to see you when circumstances tell me you're not there. But I've been through too much to let go of you now. Lord, through the ups, through the downs, you have already proven yourself. I know the trouble is bigger. Though the pain hurts greater, you're still bigger than that. You're still greater than that. You're still more awesome than that. So I choose to trust you. I choose to press towards you. I choose to lift you up. I don't feel like it, but I choose to. You have already done enough that I know Lord, I trust you. I see you. Lord, I praise you. Today, Lord. I don't know about tomorrow, but today. Right now, 